listeners. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. That's Tracy. Hi. <laughs> I'm Laura and I'd like to start this episode off with a little random question. I okay. just had this thought that popped into my mind and I thought I'm going to ask Tracy if she's superstitious. Oh. So Tracy, <laughs> ah. are you? Are there certain little things? Do you know what? I think um, for most of my life, I'd have to say, yeah, I loosely was superstitious. Yeah, I think we're all conscious of it. Oh, yeah, like I won't walk, walk under a ladder. Yeah, I was about to say, don't walk under a ladder. There mm. you go. <laughs> and when, like, we were. It's so funny that you're asking me this question. I was driving down that that huge hill that's down towards my house off the main road. Yeah. Yep. And. I shit you not, a black cat just goes slowly walking. Like, it was taking its time. It ain't moving out of the way for my car. It was just slowly, Ooh. like, strutting its stuff across the road. And I Wanted was to be like, seen. Yeah, and I ah. was like, oh, I got chills. <laughs> um, because, number one, I'm not a cat fan. But, number two, like, black cat crossing my path. And it's probably the first time that I've noticed a black cat crossing my path, though. Yeah. So, I Googled it. What does seeing a black cat mean? It's, you Google that. Yeah. Okay. And it's like an an ominous kind of warning. Yeah. Which was what I remembered it to be. Yeah. But I was yeah. just like, I hopefully have got this wrong. I was about <laughs> to say, I've, I'm just interested that you Googled that. I thought you would have known that it was a... Ooh. Well, I was kind of hoping that I was wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> kind of like, I wonder Denial. if the meaning of a black cat crossing the road has changed with, with modern new age... How can I twist this meaning to suit yeah, my well, needs? I tried, I tried, I tried. I love it. Um, and so then I was just like, oh, I don't even know what that means. But then... Um, I was like, well, superstitions are only superstitions if you believe in them. Yeah. And if you don't believe in it, that it has no power. It's just like a spell or magic. If you set the intention and believe in the spell and the magic, then it yep. will work. And if you don't believe in it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like the ingredient is belief and intention. So if yep. I don't believe and have intention in black cats crossing my pathway, yes. then it's not going to happen to me. But if I walk under a ladder, it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm picking and choosing my superstitions, number one. But I think as I've gotten older, I've become less superstition-y. Yeah. Are you superstitious? Um, well, that sort of leans into the do you believe in it, but it always piques my attention, like new shoes on a table or... Matt does that. And I didn't mm. even know that was a superstition until about five years ago. Yeah. And now... That I was a newer one that I learnt. Yeah? Yep. It means that someone's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, you know, a broken mirror, seven years yeah. bad luck. Yeah. All those things. Isn't it if you spill salt, you've got to throw it over your left shoulder or yeah. something like that? So All these little things. I'll tell you what you, what just happened, like, in real time just then. You said if you break a mirror, seven years bad luck. And I just did touch wood. So, oh. <laughs> but that's something that I have done for as long as I can remember. Touch wood is a common one. Yeah, except I don't touch wood. I just tap twice. Oh. I just have to tap on something. What is that? On me. But I don't know. It's just been something I've done for as long as I can remember. But I am that OCD about it that if I happen to do a weird kind of double tap, I rub it out and tap slowly so I make sure that I just do two taps. That is OCD. Yeah, it's fucked. Wow. I know. All from a superstitious standpoint like when are you doing two taps not just about touch wood about different things you know when you would just say touch wood yeah like if someone says oh. something bad luck, so it's only touch wood it's only for that touch you wood. do the double tap yes. and then you rub it out and then you do two proper taps yeah, yeah. only if like it wasn't like um satisfactory like if I, if I touch wood which is never wood which is so freaking stupid but it's never wood it's usually me like yeah. I usually tap my hand tap my head tap yeah. my leg it's tap still doing that ritual of tapping yeah a conscious and I do it wow. all day, every day, and no one notices because I just work it will. in. Yeah, I just work it into what yep. I'm doing. Like it, you wouldn't even pick up on it. But yep. I'm doing it all the time. Yeah, because it's like when someone says something, I'm really hyper aware of their intention with what they're saying. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, I need to like counteract that intention and touch wood for them to make sure that they don't actually have word to world. Wow. And then I do it with myself too. So if something escapes my mouth that I didn't intentionally or deliberately want to say, I'm like, shit, touch wood, that that doesn't happen. Oh, okay. And then I'm so paranoid that if I don't touch wood 
intentionally yeah. that that it'll make it worse. So I have to rub it out and redo it. Properly. Yeah. Slowly wow. and very, like, I have to be very focused on what I'm doing. Fascinating. I know. I'm glad I asked that question. Yeah. A little bit random. <laughs> Fun but fact. Yeah. Yeah. So when, um, with my mental health, when I was younger, um, when I wasn't medicated, um, which was when I was pregnant or breastfeeding. Yep. Um, and obviously I wasn't drinking either cause I was pregnant and breastfeeding. Yes. So I was just me yep. and my OCD when I'm not medicated goes into overdrive, like massive overdrive, which a lot of people with it do. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think from as far as I can remember that sort of, um, when it got OCD bad. Oh really? Um, but so before, before that, that, before that I still had it. Cause yep. I remember when I first met Matt, I did it and he's just like, I just keep noticing you do this. What is that? And I remember having the conversation with him when he thought that I was weird. Of the tapping. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which it's just something that I don't realize people notice that I do sometimes. And I guess I've just gotten better because that was a long time ago at hiding it. Yeah. But he, um, yeah, he mentioned it. And then so when I was off my meds, I noticed that it gets really bad, like really bad. Because you're a cleaner with your OCD. Well, not just a cleaner. Like everything just has to be perfect. Like yeah. Perfectionistic. Oh, okay. Like everything just has to be perfect according to my standard. Yeah. But I move my own fucking standards. So oh. it's, it's just this, it, it's ridiculous. It's so hard. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's like, it's like being imprisoned because you can't escape yourself. It's bizarre. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things that if I am not medicated or if I'm slipping with my mental health, I notice that I'm, I become more perfectionistic and I tap a lot more through my day. Yep. Another thing to look out for. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But I'm pretty good at noticing it myself now. Yeah. Like I notice yep. that if my mind starts to go, oh my God, I need to get up and do this, this, and this, and this. I'm just like, whoa, hang on a second. Chill the fuck out. Like what's really? going on? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. what are we doing? Did you take your meds last night? <laughs> like what's happening? But yeah. Wow. Look where that conversation took us. <laughs> You're like a quick question. Like we yeah. could do a whole fucking episode on Tracy's OCD and superstitions. Yeah, but that's it's a good one. Mm. Nice. I don't know many others though. Like, um, well, I remember being ones. pregnant and dropping. Well, I was at a wedding, and you know how like people are like, "Oh, you're carrying high. That means it's a girl." And yes. you know, you you've got like um, you've put on weight or you've lost your beauty, so that means it's a girl yeah. because they're stealing your beauty. You've got all those ones. But I remember being at a wedding once and dropping the serviette. And I went to pick it up and apparently one of the waiters came up to, waitresses came up to me and said, um, according to, I'm pretty sure they were Greek, oh, but okay. she said, according to Greek tradition, I could be wrong, but according to Greek tradition, um, if you drop something and pick it up with your right hand, it's a boy. If you pick it up with your left hand, it's a girl. Good God. People have spent time I figuring know. this out. I love it. And it's more like old wives tales and yes. superstitions, I guess. And they're both a bit. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, old wives tales and superstitions, where does one start and the other finish? Or yeah. Is there a crossover? It's a fun topic though. Yeah. Because it's definitely an old wives tale. If you go swimming after so many amount of time after you've eaten, you'll drown. Yeah. That's that. not superstition. That's an old wives mm-hmm. tale. Yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. <laughs> My mind is trying to search for other ones that I, I think know. I know and I don't know. I probably know a heap but don't realise it because I don't practice it. Email us in yeah. and let us know your favourite superstition. What do you believe in or what do you definitely don't believe in? And why. And why. And we'll read it out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. I'd love to do that because that I want to know if fun. anyone's like me that will use superstitions to their favour but then if it doesn't work <laughs> for their favour like a black cat, they're like, no, nah, I don't even believe in superstition. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks for putting up with us. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Not sorry. (laughs) Listeners, we have been um, blessed with lots and lots of ghost stories, so thank you. And there's been a little bit of a backlog, so we're going to read a few out this episode. Just treat you all with some lovely stories of your own making. We've kept some people waiting, so we didn't want to keep them waiting either. And keep sending them in, so thank you. (laughs) Are you ready, Tracy? Ready. Okay. Hey guys, this first one is from Jaden. Thanks, Jaden. Thanks, Jaden. I'm a new listener and I'm super impressed with your podcast. So much great info. Aww. 
I have a story about myself and a haunting that I experienced when I was younger. If you could shed any light on it, that would be awesome. I'm currently exploring my own psychic experience and welcoming guidance from my higher self. I do hope to meet my guides one day soon. Oh, Love that. I was around the age of seven or eight and we moved to a cute little house in Casino, northern New South Wales. We settled into our new place. Is there a casino in Casino? Casino? Don't know. Probably not. Hmm. Anyhow, good question. Sorry interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> um, with my stepmom, who happened to be very psychic, I used to call it her magic powers. Oh, of course you did. Aww. My dad and my two sisters. I got the back room, which was kind of like a sunroom. From what I can remember, there was a period of time where I got very uneasy whilst being in bed at night time. It started off very subtle at first. It was like a whisper in my ear that wasn't words that I could understand, but a language nonetheless. I would hear this at first and remember that this would happen when I went to bed because when I got up in the morning and went to school or went about my day, I didn't remember it happened or almost like I forgot about it. As time went on, it got stronger, heavier, louder. It got to the point that when it started, I would instantly be petrified. Oh, Drayden. I could feel the air around me and the pressure of the air and how it tightened around my skin, mainly the throat and face. Yikes. Ew. At some stage, I remember seeing the blinds shake as I looked up almost suffocating. The feeling was something I can't fully describe as I don't have all the correct words. Um, Dense would probably be the closest I could get to describe the air. As I screamed from terror, the only person that would wake up was my middle sister. She would come in and say, what's wrong? What's happened? And I would go to sleep with her in her room, which makes sense now that I'm typing this because we have only just had a conversation about how crazy our connection is. My stepmom was dying of cancer at the time and the only information I would get from this was that she was in the process of bringing herself more towards the light as she became ill and something didn't like that. I only ever heard this whisper once after this and I was walking down the street to the shops as an early teen and I turned around and ran all the way back home. I've always felt different energy that's not mine around me but nothing like that. We moved house shortly after it got bad and I didn't really visit that part of my past much from fear it would return. Um, please see attach photo of myself and my stepmom at the back of this house where the room was, if that helps at all. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Oh, thanks, Jaden. Over to a you, Trace. Storyteller. Yes, you wrote that well. Thanks, Jaden. Um, first of all, that photo. Um, your mum did have magical powers, or your stepmom did have magical powers. Um, I felt like she was. She probably felt like she gave you or gave exposed you and your sisters potentially to the better parts of it but she dealt with a lot of um internal um i'm not going to use the word demons like as in demons demons but i feel like she probably felt quite cursed by her um her abilities and her magic powers and she really only just put on display the good ones um when I when I look at her face I felt like there was a lot of um a lot of exhaustion from protecting people like she would have just dealt with a lot of um a lot of the brunt of negative energy and negativity and saved people from a lot of things that she never would have accepted credit for or even acknowledgement for or even was you know, she aware she was doing it even? I think she was. Okay. She she's a very um she's very uh connected. So when I look into people's eyes, I can read eyes and so I can do it from a photograph of from a person in front of me. And what I see in them is where their traumas sit. And I feel like she experienced trauma, but what I feel like she did was save people from experiencing trauma, almost like a guardian angel but on earth. Oh wow! Um, and a I think special person. Yeah, absolutely, very powerful. But I think that um, I think that what I feel is that she didn't have the strength to um, to continue doing that because she was probably very irresponsible with it, and not because she wanted to be, but probably because she just wasn't mentored. 
Yeah, or given realize. Yeah, that's why she saw it as a burden or a curse. Okay, but it was a curse or a burden that she was willing to bear. Um, whereas it's not a curse or a burden. Um, it's just how you choose. So, I feel that, um, you know, I can absolutely validate and acknowledge that she was the person that he holds her as, Aww. in terms of that, that beautiful person that had magic powers because she was definitely that. Um, secondly, the room behind them in that photo, um, was a very dense energy, which was the sunroom. Yeah. He described that was terrifying. Yeah. And it is a very dense energy, but I feel like it belonged to the home, not to anyone in the home. Okay. And it's just that Jaden was not only in the room that the spirit anchored to, but he was also very open because of his age. And his obvious inclination to be open to it as well. Even though he was scared, there's that inclination to not be afraid if it's good stuff. Like, yeah. I'm not afraid yeah. of the nice ones. It's yeah. just the weird, scary ones that make me feel weird and whisper in my ear that freaks yeah. me out. Mm-hmm. So enough. if you're open and that age is a perfect age um, to be vulnerable to that, plus combined with the space, plus combined with your mother being in that space too, it's just like a perfect recipe for for an experience. So that room in particular, that sunroom, I'm actually surprised that you managed to sleep in there at all, Jaden. Yeah, wow. Um, I'm even surprised that your stepmother um, would have let you sleep in that room um, because you know how I've spoken before about how I, I'm not allowed into certain spaces yes. energetically? When I looked at that photo, I tapped into Jaden's um, memories and energy. I tapped into his stepmother's um, energy and I went to try and walk into that room and I wasn't allowed in. I could only view it from behind Jaden's shoulder. Wow. And so the energy is just an energy that's just like, no, we're not letting you go in there. Um, That's why I'm like, I can't even believe you managed to sleep in there and got out kind of not alive because that would be so dramatic, but got out without being more affected by it. Yeah. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, again, completely validate it because it, it can happen. My um, my question to Jaden just on that room, though, would also be I'm wondering whether he's able to remember and then let us know um, if he can remember if there was uh, a power board, like the electrical board, very close by to that room externally. So, like, on the outside of the house, but either on one of the walls of that sunroom or very, very close to it because I feel like it's got a charge to it as well that, like, remember when we did Mangrove Mountain? Yeah, yeah. And the electricity was, like, through this All vortex kind of thing. All the wires were going Yeah, and from upstairs I could feel it and I knew that they were all here for some reason and then when we went downstairs you could see the wires and it's just yeah. like, okay, now I understand why they're all here because it's because of that. So it's kind of a similar thing. Um, when there's power boards, ah. yeah, when there's power boards on the outside of bedrooms, they're usually the most active rooms in a house because of electricity. So that could have been something that contributed to the, um, I guess the, the, oh, the negative vibe of the space. I'm not going to say the anger of the energy because I don't think it was angry. I just think it was just so charged Mm. that it felt angry to Jaden. And Jaden feels like he would probably be better off working with the angelic realm, much more softer and much more nurturing rather than, I mean, because his sister, you know, he was able to feel nurtured by that feminine energy. So I feel like an energy like the room, that room, the energy in that sunroom would have been very intimidating and confronting and definitely not one that he would have felt being able to meet or mm, work absolutely. with. Absolutely. No way. Um, so that's something that to keep in mind as well, Jaden. I don't know how old you are now. It doesn't say anything like that, does it? No. Um, I don't know how old you are now, but just in keeping mind with your development for your psychic abilities yeah. and your intuition, just keep in mind that um, when you're working, you want to kind of have all of your PowerPoints off. And when you go to sleep at night, be one of those OCD people like me who just make sure that unless a PowerPoint is being used for something immediately, you turn a PowerPoint off. But you don't have to flick it on and off, on and off three times or... No. No. Fuck you. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Depends on if I'm on my meds or not, Lara. (laughs) I'm not making light of it. I'm just having a little fun. (laughs) If I'm on OCD, if I'm on OCD, if I am going OCD with that, then I will unplug it. 
I have been known to unplug it because my mind goes, yeah, but it's stored. Yeah. Like but it's that's stored. True. That's not OCD. That's no, I know, but yeah. it's OCD if I care about it. Like yes. if I'm really yeah, going to be anal you. about it. Yeah. And yeah. where it doesn't bother me, it just has yeah. to be turned off. It yeah. doesn't have to be unplugged. It's yeah. just to turn off it, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if my OCD kicks in, you'll see all my cords out of my wall. Another healthy, yes. healthy another helpful hint for yeah. you. I'm looking at I'm storing If I see Tracy's cords out of the wall and she's tapping shit and rubbing it out, then she's losing it. Phone for help. <laughs> Are you ready for the next one? Um, I don't think I'm finished with Jaden. Oh, sorry. Go on then. <laughs> sorry, Jaden. <laughs> Shush. Have a piece of chocolate. Um, so... Um, what I feel too, though, is that in terms of moving forward with Jaden, I'm not sure, you know, what he's doing in terms of his de- development, but it's not just the electricity. I also think that working with that angelic realm would be a, a really great way to start to really feel validated and supported. Um, and then also there is a there is a strange little, it's not strange is probably not the greatest word, but um, there is an interesting little connection between him and his sister, the one that comforts him. Yep. In a past life, they were actually mother and son. Oh. Yeah. And Where so that's why. Where did you get that from? Did... They, his guides just tell my guides oh, and I just so cool. spit it out. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Um, and so there is that, um, that bond that's there that is basically just that maternal um, soothing. Yep. Nurturing. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. So there's a little, little nugget. Oh, little fuzzy. Yeah. But I like Jaden's energy. He's got a beautiful energy. Yeah. Are you done with Jaden now? I'm done with Jaden. <laughs> I've got to be sure. <laughs> you eat the chocolate while I read this next one. I am. Okay. This next one is from Angelina Ballerina. Thank you. Hi, Tracy and Lara. I came across your podcast about a month ago and love it. You guys definitely make me laugh every episode. You guys are truly entertaining. Thanks, Angelina. So I have a quick question with a bit of background of information about us. We are Aboriginal First Nations of Canada. We live in Calgary, Alberta. We have lived in our house for over four years now and it's home. My oldest child is 20 years old and we've both experienced paranormal things throughout both, through both our lives. We've lived in haunted houses. We've both seen ghosts. I have seen orbs growing up. Literally balls of lights flying around our campfire in the back of our house when I was a child. My mother has seen little people our whole lives, so anything paranormal that I hear, I'm a big believer. On to my question. My son has always seen things in the corner of his eyes, black figures moving, walking by. He has woken up to someone sitting in his room and almost never sleeps in the dark anymore. Recently, he hasn't been sleeping because when it's time to quiet the house, he hears these two people almost arguing or talking to him constantly. I had no idea this was going on because when things happen, he keeps it to himself till the burden of it gets too bad. He has experienced this before, but eventually it stopped. This time, it's two people and the woman is the loudest, aggressive voice, always laughing or yelling at him. I don't know... I don't know what to do with this or how to help him. I do believe it is paranormal as I have countless stories of my own whole 40 years of life. I've attached a few pictures of him and his room. I hope you can give me some insight into this and see if there is anything around him. Thanks so much for listening to my story. Thanks, Angelina Ballerina. Yeah, nice name. And I love that show. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew what it was until I had a little girl and then I was like, oh my God. And I just got stuck with watching Angelina Ballerina while Alaska was asleep. And I'm like three episodes in and I'm like, she's asleep and I'm still watching Angelina Ballerina. <laughs> I had books growing up, Angelina Ballerina. A Is it that mouse. old? Yeah. yeah. It was a white, white little field mouse. I thought she was ballet. a new thing. Oh, well, it must be retro. Oh. The TV show might be new, but I had a little book, oh, Angelina Ballerina. There you go. Her ballet shoes or something like that. Yeah. It's evolved. It's such a beautiful story. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to the actual story Okay, so this one I want to get serious for a second because you know how sometimes, and we've spoken about it before on the podcast, how sometimes I wish that um, – that some people, instead of going straight down the medical or the the professional kind of Western um, 
medical, I guess, way of being able to understand what's happening with someone that I wish that some people would consider perhaps the energetic perspective of it as well yes. and use the more holistic approach. Um, and and there, for there to be that balance. When I connect with your son, not so much with you, but more so with your son's energy, what I feel is that occasionally, like as as she said, she's got, um, she's, you know, after 40 years of life, you know, experiencing all this stuff, she's convinced that it's paranormal and that's what she believes. When we experience, experience things like her son, did her son have a name? Did she mention his name? No. No, I just no. didn't want to keep saying son when he oh, okay. him, sorry. Um, when her son um, experiences these kinds of things, it can also be a mental health thing happening. And so I, it would be so irresponsible of me to straight just go down what it could be paranormally without first sort of... Acknowledging. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just sure. sort of, you yeah. know... Pre, I guess, um, prefacing it with, you know, I would really love to be able to see your son speak with a mental health professional just to rule out any potential. Um, yeah, do the responsible. Yeah, absolutely. Thing as well. Especially yeah. because it's affecting it him. It, it's affecting him so greatly. Yeah. When it has some, a huge, profound effect on you, even if there's nothing wrong, like on a mental health scale. Simply learning how to cope and develop strategies and be taught strategies from someone like a psychologist or a counsellor or whoever, but just learning some of the strategies to manage that overwhelm or to manage those kinds of things in a human perspective and even ways to articulate it so that he doesn't have to keep carrying it so it Absolutely. gets too much. Yeah, get some tools um, under your belt. Yeah. yeah, so I feel that I want to be responsible with that straight away. Good call. Um, now if it is paranormal, so once that's aside, um, and that's what I'll do with everyone. So even like, I just had my last client today who has been diagnosed with, um, you know, what most people would consider incurable cancer, even though she's not, you know, succumbing to that yes. diagnosis. Um, it, it's a matter of, okay, well, first of all, we need to make sure that you know what's going on medically yes. before we start looking at the spiritual. Yep. And this is one of those cases where I feel like I need to bring that forward. So don't sure. feel, just for everyone else that's listening as well, you know, I'm never going to be someone that says, do this only yep. and do this first. Do it together. Yep. Like, join your GP in or whoever else. That's the whole idea of holistic. You're doing correct. everything on a whole. And we don't know everything spiritually. No. And so we might miss things before it's too late. Um, now, from a paranormal perspective, I feel like there's actually um, a couple of objects within the home that hold quite a lot of energy that could be like anchors. Um, and I feel that some of those... Um, may very well be um, like fixtures of the house rather than uh, objects that have been brought into the house. Like it could be the carpet. It could be the doorknobs. What? Yeah, so it could be the curtains. How like, would they be an anchor? Um, well, it depends on if you know the history of the house for oh, starters okay. because right. you could be looking at a house like, I mean, this is just throwing out potentials yeah. like we have no idea until Angelina Ballerina kind of gets yeah. back to us on what this is but um oh, I'm even nervous to say it but you could have had someone killed in the house or someone died in the house oh, and so they've connected they could have died on the floor sure and so they've anchored their energy into where they died um they wouldn't have to be killed but they could have yeah. died on the floor right um, Does anyone that die on a floor anchor their energy or is that an intentional thing that happens when... Yeah, no, not everybody if does. that happens. Yeah, oh, okay. It's not a common thing. Oh, okay. But it's I'm not ruling it out. Okay, yeah. Um, We're exploring possibilities. Yeah, and these are the things that most people don't think about or know about or hear about that often. Yeah. But these are definitely things that happen, especially yep. in places where it is quite active. And listening to this, this, um, this story, it feels like... Um, it feels serious. Yep. The energy feels serious and it feels like it needs to be taken seriously. Okay. And so I would be, if, if I was there, I would be exploring every single avenue possible to get to the bottom of it because he cannot continue living like that. Right. Now, 
I would, they've only been there for four years, so they might not know the history of the house well enough, but I would be looking into the history of the house and finding out as much as I possibly can. Okay. It might not even just be the floor, it could be the land. In yes. which case it's anchored and it could be what's under his room, on the land under his room, like a vortex. Yeah. So you just don't know, but because he's being weakened and being forced to be vulnerable, that's when it gets louder and louder and louder and it becomes more powerful. Yeah. And that's when you get attachments. Yeah. Now, I would never say that he has an attachment, um, but I would be very close to say that his energy is far too weak and vulnerable. Yep. Um, so I would be looking into the anchors in his room. I would be potentially moving him out of that room and seeing whether it alleviates some of the symptoms, like just having him sleeping on the couch and live in the couch, on the couch or in a different room, if you can swap rooms with someone and see if it changes the behaviour of the person that enters that room. That's some good practical advice. Absolutely, because you don't want to just like up and move, but you also don't want to make friends with an energy that, that should not be made friends with. Yep. Um, you could equally sage, you know, um, you could put some salt at the doorway. Like there's so many really like um, extreme kind of measures that you can take. Yep. Um, but... I think my first point of call would be to have your son go and speak to a mental health professional first just to see what kind of a toll it has taken or perhaps if it is a mental health condition that's um, being exacerbated by yeah. the spirits and the entities because that can they can prey like on the weak-minded. Yeah. yeah. Well, they preyed on me. Yeah. Like I've been there and that's why I'm taking this so seriously because I identify with that yes, you very have clearly. Yes, you serious face on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Laura looks scared. She's like, okay, yes, that's your serious mate. Um, so I want to kind of explore all avenues. So I would do that. That would be my first point. Yeah. Like if I had to be in control of this situation, that's what I would do. Okay. Um, then I would probably look at the room and take everything out, find out the history of the house, make sure that there's nothing that just jumps out and just goes, yeah, that's what it is. Like that makes sense now. And then you can just ask for permission to be there. You yep. can have the land blessed. I'm not sure what it's like over in Canada. Well, she says she's the uh, First Indigenous. Nations Indigenous background, so mm. I'm sure there'd be rituals that you you would know of yourself to do, Angelina. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so there's lots of things that you can do, but um, I completely validate the seriousness of it because I can feel it when I connect to that space. I don't like looking at the photos of your son's bedroom, and honestly I didn't like looking at the photo of your son. Because I felt like um, I was being consumed. And so that's why I'm taking it so seriously to suggest that his, his safety and his mental health would be my number one concern before I even looked at the house. Okay. Um, and I'm not about putting fear into people or anything like that, but I think that this would just be the most responsible thing to do. Yeah before looking at the paranormal side of things and just using that as the reason for what's going on. Yeah. So we're sending you lots of love. Please let us know. Um, I know that that story's been sitting there for a little bit too, so I do apologise for getting it to you and I hope that um, I hope that things haven't ramped up in the meantime. Um, but, yeah, please reach out and let us know how you get on with all of that or just keep us updated. We'd really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. I've got a little question here for you, Tracy. You ready for another one? Okay, hit me with it. Okay. Hi, Tracy and Laura. My mother died suddenly back in 2014. For a week before she died, someone was poking me in the back. I think as a kind of warning or a hurry up to speak to her as I had been slack and not called her for about a week. The last poke was quite pronounced. I looked around and said, okay, okay, so they knew I paid attention. But I didn't see anyone. She died the day after I called her. Oh. I have always wondered who it was that was giving me the warnings. That's sad. But at the same time, I'm glad that she got to speak to her mum. And she finally paid attention. Yeah. Yeah, who there's lots it? of good out of that, but it's still sad. Of course it's sad, yeah. Um. So... My initial vision, like what I when when you were saying that, what I visualized was a male energy poking her. And I feel like it would be your mother's father or brother. But it's definitely on the mother's side and it's 
either of the same generation or one above. It's really hard to tell because it's poked her, not her yeah. mum. So I'm trying to figure out like generationally where they sit because I feel like where they're sitting it would make it the, what was her name? Fiona. Fiona. Um, I feel like where they're sitting it's either going to be Fiona's grandfather or uncle. No, yes. how does it, yeah? Yep. Or it's going to be the mum's brother brother or father. Yeah. I don't know which one it is for who, but um I do feel like it's a masculine energy that was that was a man of very few words. Um but um was the poke. Yeah. <laughs> um but I feel like um he may even potentially was not even be able to speak at the time of his death. Oh, okay. And so when right. he communicates, he would definitely communicate either or through any other sense opposed to being able to hear him. Um, but um, I feel like um, it w- it pretty much just served its purpose and that's all it was for. So I don't know if I've spoken about this before about Persistent. how... Mm, well, spirits... Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned this before about how spirits come down and they, they know someone's going to die. So they're here way before the person dies and they're a part of their transition in the preparation. It's like they're, they're just here just supporting the transition that starts already as someone's life becomes about to end, whether they know it or not. Helping with the crossing over yeah, or yeah, other what, things? No, yeah, well, they're, they're helping with the crossing over, but the crossing over starts way before we realise it starts. Yeah, okay. And so the male who poked was yep. down here for a little while uh-huh. before... Poking around. Before, yeah, <laughs> before the mother passed away. Yeah. And so was probably getting a little bit frustrated or even a little bit um, nervous uh-huh. that the quick time's getting soon. You, Call you be- her. Yeah, yeah you're okay. better. Um, so usually... How beautiful be- is that? That's I know. Beautiful. Sorry to cut you off again, <laughs> but it is. That's Never be beautiful. Sorry. Yeah, it is. Um, so as soon as uh, the tra- the person, the, the mother died, uh, that spirit would have been only with the mum and transitioned through and crossed over um, and you may never, ever experience that again. Yeah. But at the same time, you may experience it again when someone else is about to pass away. So it, it in hindsight, a lot of people actually remember strange things happening just before someone passed away. Yeah. And it's not the person that passed away that was being strange. It's the peop- the spirits that were here to prepare the crossing over. So that- could that same spirit come back for someone else? Correct. So the poke could return? Yes, the- the poker. Yes, the poker. Wow. Could be the same masculine energy all the way through the rest of her life whenever someone's about to pass away. So that's like their job as... It's not their job, oh, as in to poke um, or to cross over. Yeah, like are they someone that would be helping their family cross over, would be... As would in him individually. The, yeah. Yeah. Would they be um, the crosser over a helper? No, it's usually individual to the person. Okay, Right. So probably just because it was her mum, yep. it was him. Because of their relationship. Yeah. Or his relationship to the mum. Yes. Got you. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Fascinating. Mm. Thanks, Fiona. Thanks, Fiona. That Hope is... that sheds some light on it. It was sweet. All right. We're up to our last one. <sighs> and it's from Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi. Thanks, Haley. Thanks for your patience. Yes, we appreciate it. Hi, Tracy and Laura. I am loving your podcast. Thanks, Hayley. I have a couple of things to ask. I really feel like I just keep getting drawn towards a spiritual life, although I'm not sure why. I have been told before by a really good psychic medium that this would happen for me, especially after having children, and my intuition would become stronger. I was also a very, very scared child and couldn't even watch certain cartoons without having nightmares. I have a really big imagination, which I'm grateful for these days, as I'm also very positive and a glass half full person. But on the other hand, I feel so close to connecting to my spirit guide, but my fear is stopping me. The more I'm learning, though, it is getting slightly less scary. (laughs) LOL in brackets. (laughs) I hope we're helping with that. Uh, um, I'm a nurse and so is she. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I've also been told I have had many past lives as a healer, which I love because nothing gives me more joy. I was wondering if Tracy could shed any light on this. Um, okay, so that might be the first question. Okay, cool. Um, also, my parents have just sold our family home from where our 16 and 17-year-old dogs were buried next to each other in the backyard. We lived in that house for 27 years and they built it, so it was very sad to leave. The day we had to go, I took some photos of my children with my mum down the back where our dogs were buried and some and some just of the house and noticed these two photos looked a bit orby, ha-ha. Just wondering what you think. I know you said it's rare but worth a try. Thank you. I so love your realness and this podcast heaps. Just waiting every week for new apps. Now I'm up to date. <laughs> Hayley, sorry for keeping you waiting, Hayley. Sorry for keeping you waiting. And I just love um, that there are other people out there that just accept our weirdness. <laughs> so much of that and letter reminded me of myself, I must yeah. say. <laughs> so much. Not just the nursey bit. <laughs> um. Cool. All right. So first uh, question in terms of being a nurse and a healer and the kind of question that's not really a question but just a question to shed some light. Some Um, validation perhaps. Yes. So I'm not sure if that really good psychic medium also told you that the reason why that your intuition and your abilities may take the next level or improve after children, but when you're a healer, in each lifetime that you have or each incarnate that you have, your uh, your role as a healer transforms. So we can either heal, um, you know, uh, as a nurse or you could heal as a mother for a child or you could heal as a sister or a partner. You could heal as healing the masses or healing just one person. Like... It's just every time we have a human experience, we are given an opportunity to evolve within our ability to be a healer and our purpose. So even though you've gotten to the point where you've got yourself in your healer role as a nurse, that's going to ramp up after you have children or it, it, that's why it was said that it would after you have children because where you're supposed to evolve into is specific around paediatric. Right. So it's specific around healing towards the children. Okay. Um, so if you find that you're um, looking for direction but love being a nurse but you don't want to leave and start all over again and have a whole new career change, it could simply be a change in um, department of the hospital or uh, just a, a little upskill to be able to move into a different ward or something. I don't know. Something kid-related. Absolutely. Children. Yeah. Ah, cool. Uh, and so that gift kind of comes when we become a mother uh, to not only heal our children, but to start healing other children. Becomes more apparent. It does. Oh, so okay. if you find that you're not feeling overly fulfilled at all as a healer, as long as you are serving that purpose to heal. So you don't have to do it through work. You could do it through the stranger up the street or the, the man across the road or your best friend or your right. mum. Yep. As long as you're serving as a healer, you'll always feel content and fulfilled and that will continue to move on. Healers are very service-orientated, obviously, and very selfless beings. So you have to be really mindful that you're not overextending yourself to feel fulfilled. Yeah. Like you don't want to have to just like, you know, work harder and harder and do more and do more to um, sort of to feel get like that feeling. Yeah. And to also feel like that you're good at what you do, like you, to feel that you've done enough as a healer, I guess is probably the better way. Like it's, it's a real kind of nurturing of self and mothering of self when we become a mother as a healer, that we really start to take notice of sacred play and not forgetting to be curious and to not take things too seriously so that we don't just go and work 50 hours a week and then have to get a nanny at home to look after the kids and we miss our own kids. Yeah, and learning how to look after yourself. Yeah, so it's not only the healer role in paediatrics, it's the healer role within yourself to be the mother of yourself too. Yeah. Um, so I hope that kind of answers Whoa. the non-question. But Deep. question. that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Um, and what that will also do is help her, um, help Haley kind of develop her own 
awareness and faith around her gifts intuitively and how what the point of them is I guess yeah the purpose yeah yeah and that's probably where she'll feel safe to meet her guides even more so yeah because she'll feel safe like it'll be a feeling that you kind of just like oh no I actually feel totally safe to do this rather than I don't know it's a bit intimidating but You've known your guides in every lifetime and they've been with you your whole life. They are you. Like, don't be scared of meeting your guides. They are you. It's just like meeting another part of you. Yeah. That's all it is, really. Yeah. And it's all coming from a place of love and non-judgment. And completeness and wholeness. Yeah. It's just like they're just the highest piece of the puzzle for you. It's a beautiful it thing. Yeah. It's exciting getting to meet that person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then once you can have that clear channel, uh, even if it's not clear, even if it's sometimes, you know, you just have to meditate to get into that yep. and you can only do it sometimes, then cool. Like it doesn't have to be the way I do it. Like, yeah. Otherwise everyone would be like me. Yeah. So. Oh, the world's not ready for that. Oh, no. <laughs> In so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all be tapping. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Here comes a self-deprecating. Human. I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's that. And then yes. secondly, yes. this actually happens to be a photo that actually captures spirits. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's not only two, there's three though. I found okay. three in that. So there's definitely the two dogs, but there's a third spirit in there as well. Wow. So I'm not sure who that is. I can't tell. I don't oh, know. They didn't tell you? No. Who but they there's, were. no. No but there's call. three. No. A person and two dogs. Yes. Wow. Yes. You got them, Haley. Mm, Real orbs. You did. So we'll put that photo up. Yep. Um, I am not sure who it was, but I guess ways that you could find out who it could be is obviously anyone that passed um, that had a deep connection to that house in the meantime. You know, like anyone that... She'd be able to know. She probably yep. would know. Yep. That um, while they were living there would have passed away, that would have frequented and also spent time with the dogs. Okay. You know, whether it's a grandparent or a relative or something. Um, But, um, yeah, because they built the house, like, it's kind of, it's not indigenous to the land. Like, it's not a traditional spirit. Okay. Um, So I wouldn't go that far. Um, Yeah, it's got to be someone that they've known that's passed away. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll put that up because that's a really great example of what to look for compared to what not to look for in terms of, it being just light flares. Yeah. That's, there's some light flares in there, but there's also spirits in there. Are you going to do your little circle trick Good where catch. you I circle can. the light flares and then do you want me circle to? the real orbs and pixelate any faces that might be in there of kitties? Do you want me to? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Done. Your wish is my command. Thanks, Tracy. You're welcome. <laughs> and thanks, Haley. That was awesome. Yeah, thanks, Haley. I've had a fun little episode reading out stories. Yeah, we got to hear Laura's voice. And I didn't have to go across too many tricky words to pronounce. (laughs) That's always fun. Just for anyone who wants to write a story, no tricky words, please. We're very simple creatures. (laughs) Or put tricky words in and just be prepared to listen to me fumble over them and say them wrongly 5,000 times. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. (laughs) So we're also in the middle of our Riv boot camp. Yeah. Boot camp, and it has been like next level. So I want to do a special shout out to all our little rivers. There's 54 of them. Like oh, I wow. was just completely shocked to see that number. Um, and just the, the feedback, the love, the connection, it has – I completely underestimated what it was going to be and I could not be more – proud and excited and uh, humbled I guess to to see that our little podcast created something that has made such a difference in people's lives that it's life-changing like this isn't just like something like a little one-off couple of days this is like already people have made massive changes we had one of our boot campers husbands who's not even doing the boot camp yeah he quit his job six days into the boot camp because of the things that his wife had learnt in the boot camp. Amazing. See the knock-on effect? This yeah. is how you affect change in a positive way. Mm. Yep. That's amazing. It's pretty incredible. But it's also what's also powerful too is, that I want to give them all credit for, is that you have a choice at any given moment 
to one up yourself. Go one up yourself. Just go one up yourself. And I, we, I can show you how to do that and teach you those things, but you got to do it. Yeah. Do and the work. Everyone in that group is doing it. Oh, that's awesome. And they're all benefiting from it. It makes of, me so happy to hear that. Aww. I'm sort of unhappy that I've really missed out on all of it. Yeah, <laughs> like duty calls. Preoccupied. But, yeah. yeah, it's so nice to see it going on and just knowing that the podcast has helped build that. Yeah. So that's amazing awesome. in itself. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, and also, if it's not too much to ask, if you've listened to this episode, do not tap out of your app <laughs> until you have written a review. <laughs> Ooh, school. school or I will hex you with a superstition. Tracy, you can't say that. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that She's bribery? joking, listeners. <laughs> no, I think that's just... I just tapped. It's that's, all good. We're all good. <laughs> that's being Tracy being funny but slightly scary. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, we would love the uh, ratings, even if it's a star rating or a written one, even better. Yeah. On the Apple app, if that's not too much to ask. Yes, please, 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 please. And we got over 5,000 listens and yeah. downloads. Yay. This week we celebrated yep. 5,115. I'll listen to you. <laughs> well, I was sitting there at 5,110 and I'm like, babe, can you just listen to an episode so it clocks over to 5111? <laughs> That's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> I know. And I was joking. And then I cl- I tapped off and then I went back yep. in again and it had gone up to 5115. And oh. I'm just like, oh, wow. I Go missed listeners. the 5111, but 5115 is not yeah, bad. That's cool. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for listening and for your love. And we'll continue to show up to make you laugh a little bit more. <laughs> And spook you out a little bit more. Yeah, that was a little bit spooky and heavy in parts, but... I think you did well with your curation of which stories to go in. Like, we're going to yep. do a light, but sort of heavy one, but then yep. we're going to go into a really serious one. Then we're going to go into a light one, yeah. and then we're going to end it with just a nice dog spirit. That's cool. I love that. And thanks, everybody, for sharing. We love your sharing, and and apologies it's taken us a while. Yeah, but that's why we got through a few because one a week wasn't cutting the mustard. No. And we are looking at already having a collection of stories for season two. Yes. So if you want to have a hope in hell of getting your story heard, <laughs> get them in now because we're currently putting together yep. what that's going to look like. Yay. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Have a great new moon. Ooh. When's that? Thursday. Ooh. Intention. Nice. Mm. Set the intentions, peeps. (laughs) Bye. Ciao.